0: The views expressed by guests on this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and not PCCA. This podcast is intended to be educational and informative. PCCA does not endorse or advocate any practice that is not consistent with federal and state laws or regulations. Check with your local Board of Pharmacy about any issues in your particular jurisdiction. Welcome to The Mortar and Pestle, a PCCA podcast where we discuss all things compounding and all things concerning pharmacy.
1: Hello and welcome to Tech Talk, a Mortar and Pestle production. I'm your host, Erin Michael, and I'm excited to have a colleague and friend, Miss Katie Lewis, joining us today. Welcome, Katie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, as you know, uh, for those of you that have been listening for a while, you know that we bring on uh, technician extraordinaires, and uh, we definitely have a fabulous one for you in this podcast. So, Katie, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey into pharmacy and uh, a little bit about yourself and pharmacy solutions? You bet. So,
0: yes, I'm Katie, and I am a certified pharmacy technician. So, Um, I've been with Pharmacy Solutions for 10 years now as a technician. Um, Today, my title is Director of Operations and Marketing. Uh, I started out in the retail world at Walgreens, and the team that I worked with there was very passionate. We always did competitions amongst each other, and I grew up playing sports, so I love competition. Um, And I really enjoyed, I found out I really enjoyed being around just people and customers. I loved customer service and that reward that you'd get from, you know, either in the retail world, it was, you know, saving them money on insu- from insurance or if it was just making sure that it was even covered um, so they could get their medication. And now the reward is much greater in the compounding side where I actually get to follow patients' journeys. Um, and that's something that I didn't get in the retail world, but I just fell even more in love with the pharmacy technician role if you will that I wanted to continue on and see what I could do more in this in this role.
1: Awesome. And uh, where are you located and yes, what's your pharmacy specialize in? Yes,
0: yeah, so Pharmacy Solutions is in Lincoln, Nebraska and we are a 503A non-sterile compounding pharmacy um, and we also sell supplements and stuff out front but we are Strictly a cash only. We don't do any insurance
1: submission and, um, yeah, non sterile compounding. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, even in your uh, title, director of operations and marketing, that's something that's unique for a pharmacy technician. So, uh, what does your day to day look like from? Because I'm thinking operations, you could be working in the lab, but then we talk about marketing, you know, that's growing the practice and actually being out in the field too. So, what does the typical workday, typical week look like for you?
0: Yeah. So a week really gives a better picture of what I get to do. So um I am really on the back end of the the lab of making sure that equipment is running, computers. I almost run as like a side IT person. Um, making sure people's balances are connected so they can grab weights and you know, are we is our inventory up to date so we they've got what they need to do their jobs? Um and you know, also during the week, I get to be in the lab once a week for a period of time where I get an opportunity to interact with our patients, interact with our physicians, which is then plays into my marketing side and sales side because I get an opportunity. And to me, probably my best opportunity is to take advantage of a moment with a practitioner on the phone when they're excited about something and I can say, you know, I need to come out and, you know, we need to meet. I need to tell you more of what we're capable of doing. Um, and those those type of interactions don't come except for when I'm in the lab. Um, and so it's really, really an invaluable time when I get to be in there and work alongside my peers and get to also be in their shoes um, because it helps me when I'm out selling and educating the community when we're talking about why does it take, 48 hours for my prescription to get ready and you know all these little why don't you do insurance and so it just really helps me be better at my job um and I love growing relationships and so that's something else then that has kind of propelled me into this position is I love to talk I get rambling sometimes um I've even got notes on my thing here that says stop talking after a certain thing. Um, I just love that genuine connection that you get to make with people. And we get to do that all the time in this world that I didn't get to do in the retail side. And um, it's just, yeah, it's in that feeling of reward of going home every day and my kids ask me what I do. And they tell people, oh, mom makes medicine for the zoo or whatever. Um, they're excited about what I do. And I love that they, they get excited.
1: I'm excited. It's really a win-win. That's awesome. And I love uh the differential between, you know, working in retail versus now working in compounding. And whether your retail is chain pharmacy or even community pharmacy, you know, just working as a count for lick and stick technician as we call them. Um, like you said, the, the best reward that you got was maybe uh, you know, if you got something to go through on their insurance or if you filled out a prior authorization for like that was your reward on the retail side. And now, um, you know, now being able to help somebody, you know, connect with their, their daughter or their son that maybe, you know, was, was nonverbal, but you've been able to make a medication, you know, to help them or, uh, really there's just so many things I think about even when I was in, at my practice and working with those hospice patients and making those last days, you know, with the family, just so memorable. So like you said, it is a different type of reward that we get now. Um, but that connection is something that you should be really, really proud of and and I love that your kids are proud of that too. That's really awesome, yeah, that makes we're all good, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they'll be pharmacy
0: technicians. We'll see
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. so tell me a little bit, um you know, coming from retail, how did you learn about personalized medicine, the compounding space? How did you get to pharmacy solutions?
0: You know it it was as simple as a job ad. um, I didn't know what compounding was um in the retail world at the time it was maybe on a slab, I mix a couple of creams together with some, you know, different, I don't know, just, I don't know, spatulas. And that was about the extent of it. And I thought, she goes, yeah, you, you've done compounding. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I've done compounding. And I came in for my interview and I see the lab and all this equipment and the, everything. And I'm like, I have no idea what I just walked into. Right. And as soon as she started talking my boss and owner Lindell about what they did on a day-to-day basis. And I just even got excited because I love the little compounding I got to do, but the idea of measuring and then understanding just dilution, just different terminology that I didn't understand in the retail world, but heard um, really has been just so much fun
1: to learn. And it's fun to talk the talk and
0: be up there with the pharmacist, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any uh, other pharmacy professionals in your family or anything? Or how'd you get into pharmacy to begin with? I don't. Yeah. it's You know, on, it
0: was a backyard barbecue kind of discussion and uh, coming out of high school and like, what do you want to do? And I want to go into medicine. Uh, started the path of, you know, nursing, going, got my CNA and did stuff like that. And somebody was like, you know, you can be a technician and they'll train you on the job. And, you know, the pay was great at that time too. And so I was like, well, I was a no brainer. Um, And so, yeah, I just got into it and really my personality was is perfect fit for the environment that a pharmacy is, you know, a fast pace. I thrive in that. I like to be busy. All of the things that we get to do every day. Um, Yeah, it was nothing more than a just a backyard barbecue conversation. And then I applied. And it, from there, it was just history, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's odd. Mine was very similar. My my mom's best friend was a pharmacy technician. I had no history or anything in pharmacy, no family connections. And it was just happened to be my first job. She She worked at the pharmacy and I was 15. I needed a job. So yeah, started working as a clerk and same kind of thing. Fell in love with it. Fell in love with the patient interaction you know, all of those things. And like you said, really feel like you were making a difference. So the rest is history from there. So pretty awesome there. So being in pharmacy for, you know, 10 plus years, you've probably seen a lot of changes uh, in our industry, but can you speak to a little bit of, you know, what those changes have been, Uh, whether it's, you know, how we used to compound versus what we do now and what are some of the advancements or opportunities for technicians today?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. to start i want to just talk about with the simple advancement of technology that has made the job for the compounding technician not just easier but more efficient which in turn we get to a- give back to the patient um and so efficiency comes out in you know money it comes out in um expenses and all those different things that go into the product and time and the technicians they don't have to worry so much as did I get this right? Does it look as the same it did three weeks ago? Um, They can know that these machines, different technology, things we have are going to give us the same end product every time. And those checks and balances that we have also throughout the process of making the product also give you more confidence as a technician that I didn't have when I first started 10 years ago. And I'm really happy and proud to be a part of a pharmacy that practices at the level of not just the state level, but also at the federal level. And that means a lot to me as just an employee, but also it makes me proud to tell our patients and our community that we practice at that level too. And then also on the other side of just opportunities for technicians, all the different advanced certifications that are out there, there's so many options. Like if you want to be specialized in compounding, sterile, -sterile, non-sterile, advanced certifications, um, I love seeing all of these additional areas where technicians can really break off and find their niches. Um, Because we all have different personalities and skill sets that really drive us, obviously, in whatever area we want to focus on. And so for me, I ended up being more on the customer service side. I like people. I want to interact. Um, but those technicians that, you know, they want to put their head down, they want to just listen to their music, or if they want to not be bothered by people and not interact, then we've got a place for them too. And I love that they can really focus and hone in on their skill set and be be the expert in what they do.
1: That's awesome. I, I love, you know, that you kind of touched on the technology and the advancements that we have. Um, You know, there's so many things that it's changed a little bit. You know, the way we used to compound before is completely different on how we do it now. And I'm just so proud as an industry that we've embraced it um, and that we are making sure that we can, like you said, uh, deliver those consistent results time and time again, which deliver better patient outcomes. Um, It helps build that relationship with our practitioners. Uh, It makes us feel good about what we're doing for those patients. They get better results you know, but also there's the whole fact of protecting our employees too, and making sure that, you know, that they're not getting uh, exposed to any of the, because we are, I mean, we're working with active pharmaceutical ingredients. And so these are things that we need to think about uh, making sure that our, our employees are protected. So I love that you touched on that. And sometimes people think, oh, regulations, you know, that's just, it's overreach or any of those types of things. And Um, I always try to embrace it and look at what are the positive things that are coming out of this and how can we make sure that we're continually getting better, you know, and we're continually making sure that we're advancing our profession and doing the right things for our patients. So, yeah, I remember my
0: pharmacist at one point, um, this was years ago, she would open a bottle of Stevia in the pharmacy. And it wouldn't be within, I mean, hours or however long it took, but it would literally be just a test that I could start tasting it. And it wasn't even moving. It was just an open bottle and it would, the particles were still able to disperse and I eventually could taste it. And that, I remember when she did that, obviously I'll never forget it because not all chemicals can we probably taste, but I was blown away that I had no idea probably how much I could have adjust ingested, or even just if it gets on me, my skin, and what I'm absorbing. And so that was just such a simple test to remind us as
1: technicians. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And thank God Stevia is just a sweetener, you know. Right, great. It's going to hurt us with that, but it is. It's such a great example to show how you know just those micro particles can get into the air. And so anything that we can do to protect um, our employees, but also protect from cross contamination too. You don't want you know, one API to get into another formula. So um, all of the things that we have put in place to make sure that we are producing quality products for our patients, it's its a good thing. So, um, you know, I, I'm curious, you and I have uh, some similar passions and advocacy and making sure that we're advancing the profession and getting involved in association work and stuff is one of those things that we both do. Can you speak a little bit about some of the things that you do outside of the pharmacy to make sure that, you know, technicians continue to be recognized and that, um, you know, you even talked about uh, just being a lifelong learner. What does that look like for you as well?
0: Yeah. Um, You know, I belong to some other organizations outside of the pharmacy where I get to talk about what I do. And uh, LinkedIn is really great about allowing some of my ideas or if it's for nonprofits or whatever it is that we are involved in the community. And she's really great about wanting to be involved in the community. So whether it's I'm renting out our conference room for a brain injury support group at no charge because they don't have the money to pay for that. It's just more awareness about and spreading the word about who we are and what we do for the community and what we're capable of. Um, I belong to our. the state um, board of pharmacy as well as a member. And, uh, you know, I get asked to do things because there's not a lot of technicians that belong to their state board of pharmacies. Uh, There's just not. And so we do try to have technician meetings on a regular basis where we're talking about what we're doing, you know, what we can do to advocate for ourselves and how we bring that to the board's attention to whether it be you know, recently it was like a vaccination thing, um, you know, they want to continue doing that or whether it be um, payment advances for technicians, um, you know, what additional memberships can we offer technicians that, you know, maybe some of the pharmacists get to take advantage of, uh, just really trying to engage the technicians more as like a career path and long term than just a stepping stone to the next, next stop. Um
1: just really wanting to engage them totally. I love how you you bring up the fact of, you know, this this is definitely a career path. It's not, um, uh, I know that there are some people that maybe use it as a stepping stone, maybe going to pharmacy school and becoming a pharmacist or something like that. Or maybe even going, you know, kind of the reverse of what you did. Maybe it's dipping their toe into the medical field through pharmacy and it kind of raises the awareness that they want to be a nurse or a doctor or like I said, a pharmacist. So But there definitely is a a career path for pharmacy technicians. It is, um, you know, a long-term career. And so I love talking to like-minded people like you who have used this as something that this is your lifelong career and and something that you're very proud of as well. Um, I know that um, networking is a big piece of, you know, what you like to do. Um, You participate in a lot of, you know, even just We have our our concierge compounding program and you're always willing to share with others and, you know, be a featured speaker and stuff. But um, can you discuss or share a little bit about uh, how networking has helped you uh, to kind of grow, you know, as an individual, but also grow it within your career path as well? So
0: I guess I assume a lot of other employers make you as employees take different personality tests. And, you know, this is my skill set. This is what I'm strong in. I'm weak in. Um so something I struggle with is wonder. I don't like being innovative and thinking of like new ideas and you know making those come to life is more of my skill set. Like you tell me what you want and I will go, we'll task it, we'll complete tasks and we'll make it come to fruition, but not not having that wonder is where the networking has helped me significantly because as being part in like a director position or even a technician position i get to bring things to the table from these other networking like opportunities that i've had that my pharmacists then feel like maybe she does have some wonder you know maybe she's not but so... <laughs> but i get to use some of those really great ideas that my colleagues share with us that we can also maybe capitalize on in our pharmacy so really it's just industries helping each other and we wouldn't be as great as compounding wouldn't be as great as it is without people like you, Aaron, and PCCA and putting together these these fantastic like idea sharing opportunities. And really, that's what helps, I think, keep me feel like my tasks are never ending. But I love that. That's something that I enjoy doing. And being excited also for other people and their successes is also part of networking. So I love hearing about my colleagues and an idea that they came up with, whether it be a speaking event or something, and they knocked it out of the park. What did you do different? Well, share with me, like, you know, and I love ideas of how can we change this up just a little bit and maybe we'll get a different outcome. So networking is so invaluable to me. And I know even when I'm in meetings they'll be like go ask your marketing friends what they did and I'm like yeah you're right I'm going to go ask my I'm going to go ask my friends what they're doing because it's exciting and they understand because we're all in the same boat. So it's it's really an invaluable piece is the networking part. So
1: yeah, I love that. I couldn't agree more and thank you for the kind words, but just like you, I thrive on watching you guys be successful and watching you guys build and grow too. So um you make my my job very easy uh, i just i love being a part of it and and building some of these relationships it's so nice to be able to go and and know that you have friends all across the country you know sometimes my closest friends live you know t- 2000 miles away from me they're not even here in my own community and that's that's the power of networking is being able to build some of those relationships and like you said pick up the phone bounce an idea off of somebody you know what worked for you or uh, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What should I be aware of? So I, I just, I love the opportunity to share and just be with other people that, you know, think like me or sometimes don't think like me because oftentimes looking through another lens is very helpful as well, you know, to be able to get some different perspective in what we're doing. So, yes, agreed. Yeah. Um. So we've talked a little bit about collaboration, networking and stuff. You know, if you were talking to, your younger self, or, you know, somebody that was thinking about getting into uh, pharmacy or wanted to be a pharmacy technician, what advice would you give, you know, yourself 10 years ago or somebody who's thinking about getting into this industry?
0: As somebody that does interviews for the business, um, don't don't sell yourself short. Um, you had more to offer than you probably even realized. And when people give you um, critiques and or if they're giving you ideas on how you could, you know, you would be a great fit here. Don't don't stop. Just work hard, you know, take advice and keep changing until you get to that point of where like this is where I want to be. And even for like aspiring technicians, a lot of them I feel like are nervous about compounding. Like it just scares them. Um, There's so much in this world that is different than what they're used to if they've never worked in compounding. And, you know, I we have to reiterate in those moments, you know, there are so many checks and balances put into place, people checking your work. Um, That won't even be a thought within three weeks after you start. I'm here. Um, You'll be completely on a different, you know, path of I want to do more. You know, what's what is the minimum I have to meet every day of compounding lawns and really just I know being a technician, I feel like there's so many opportunities anymore with regulations that have come down. Um, we as compounding technicians also, I feel like, take on additional responsibilities. And that's something else that, you know, can be reflective in pay. It could be reflective in, you know, growing within the business with like leadership opportunities it, Um, and I think that if you have the drive and you're, you know, somebody that's very motivated, you
1: can, you can do anything. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Some great advice there for sure. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off script here, but I think it's an easy one for you. So don't, don't worry. (laughs) And be good. Um, I always love to ask kind of like maybe a fun fact or something, you know, that our listeners would be like, wow. I never even thought about that. Um, what's your favorite dosage form and why? I, (laughs) I
0: love lollipops. Um, and the reason is, is when I first made it, I had no idea. I've never made candy in my life at home. Didn't really expect it to be a full on science project when I first made it. And, you know, just like, even when we make gelatin, I kind of get the same reaction. We can't dump stuff in just like, it doesn't work like that right like we have to slowly add things so then we don't have eruptions of hard sugar coming out of beakers and that is very hot um but once you perfect it that and it's so smooth and pretty there's nothing more gratifying once you get to a point of perfecting what you're making um and that's something that even in our lab that we talk about all the time is, do we rotate our compounding technicians? Do you guys want to do vet? Do you want to do cranes? Do you want to do capsules? Um, and they change. And then they're like, I don't want to change. I don't really like what I do. And it's, well, you, you should because you're really good at it. Um, and that, you, I love lollipops. Yeah. It's just the whole process from start to finish. I feel like I'm truly baking in my kitchen and I think it just makes it kind of fun to feel the smells and different things like that. It's fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. Lollipops are one of those ones that it is a technique for sure. Yeah. Uh, being able to bring it to the right temperature, cool it down at the right temperature, knowing when to add, like you said, when to add the flavors, when to add the APIs, yeah. all of that, it, it truly is, brings the chemistry piece into it. So cool. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. That's fun. I always like to, you know, get a little bit of uh, a little personal Tidbit there for our listeners, too, so they get to know you a little bit more. Um, so, you know, we've talked about everything from being retail pharmacy in the chain store, retail pharmacy community, um, you know, compounding, even things that you're doing from an operations perspective and sales and marketing. Uh, if we had a crystal ball and if we were looking at it, uh, where do you see opportunities or future career paths for technicians, let's just say five or 10 years down the road?
0: I definitely hope to see, as we've already seen additional advanced certifications, I hope to see some clarification on levels of technicians. Um, And then with those levels, some pay, respected pay with those, you know, you go on and you get these additional certifications and you are specialized in what you do. Um, I do feel like that there's a gap between what a technician makes, right? And what a pharmacist makes. And pharmacists are, they make what they make because they go to school and that makes all the sense in the world. But there's a really big gap for us to fill that to me seems like we've, you know, as a technician, you go get more education, you get paid a little bit more, maybe your, your, you know, title changes slightly to advanced certified technician. Um, and that's just, I see more opportunities for different level of technicians as we continue down this path. Um, and the best way I can compare it is like nursing, the nursing field, right? You have CNAs, LPNs, RNs, APRNs. Right. And that's kind of how I see this technician field growing is, um, is additional certifications and advancements will make a difference in the type in your title.
1: I agree. And with more and more states um, moving towards advanced practice pharmacists, where they're more doing clinical work, you know, uh, maybe that's consultation, stuff like that, that allows opportunities for technicians to really take on more responsibility within the pharmacy. You know, there's a lot of hospital systems um, at the state level that have programs like Tech Check Tech, where really it's the technicians that are running everything. Um, And that you know, gets bigger and moves into the retail space or community space. That's where I see some opportunities for technicians, but I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we have it at the doctor level with, you know, nurse practitioners and physicians assistants, and then, you know, regular medical doctors. Uh, like you said, you mentioned it for nurses. I, I do see our profession moving in that direction too, which definitely gives some some opportunity for people. Um, and like you said, there's so many different Specialties within pharmacy, whether that hospital setting, the community setting, inpatient, you know, working for big pharma, working for an insurance company, um, just so many different opportunities that I think technicians, uh, it's if you're thinking about going into it, uh, it's definitely the right time to start exploring and see what what would be interesting to you. Katie, this has been fabulous. Um, Any final words or any uh, kind of advice or words of wisdom for our listeners? You know, I think that
0: my final advice would be is if you're scared or nervous to do something like maybe a podcast, do it <laughs> because it, it'll it eventually be over, but also it'll only help you grow. Um, and that growth that I, I hope to get from even doing something like this, um, if you choose to do things that make you uncomfortable, um, that growth is... I mean, something that you only get in a working environment experience, I feel like. So take those opportunities. Don't be scared. Um, all you can do is try. And sometimes you're funny and sometimes
1: you're not. And it's <laughs> fine. Well, and, and you have a kind of a, a big little production coming up at, uh, at our international seminar where you're going to be presenting, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I never thought speaking would be something I
0: would enjoy, but I am finding more and more that I really like it. Um, and I think it just goes along with the networking piece of just being able to share fun ideas with my colleagues and then hearing them go and try it. And then may also had the same success. So, um, I love it more and more speaking in front of people. So that's strange.
1: Well, we're, we're excited to have you as part of our panel um, in one of our, our marketing and sales track sessions um, at International Seminar coming up in October. I know our listeners have, have heard us talk about it uh, on the mortar and pestle podcast side, but also in Tech Talk as well. So that's our big annual conference that happens once a year in Houston. Uh, if any of you are listening and you are PCCA members, we would love to have you there. Feel free to check out the details at com, where Katie and some other fabulous speakers will be presenting to uh, really a, a pretty huge audience. We're excited. We have uh, the most people we've had post-pandemic, so we're really excited for that. I think we're finally starting to break out of the pandemic and people are are ready to be back in person. So we're excited for that. I know you're going to do fabulous, Katie. You always share some great pearls with uh, whether that's our listeners today or whether that's our audience, um, you know, live too. So it's always fun to feel your energy and, and kind of learn from you. So thanks for all you do. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And yeah, this is another great experience. So appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Well, uh, I hope that uh, you learned something from Katie here today and uh, we look forward to speaking with you on the next episode of Tech Talk, a mortar and pestle production. Have a great day, guys.